Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Let's lift up the praise right now. Jesus is the answer. I said Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And I can say that in boldness and in confidence because he knew before you got here, before I got here, what was going to be sung. This song right here, Jesus is the answer. Two weeks ago, I just want to share, I just want to testify for just a minute. Two weeks ago, my nephew, George, was killed in a violent He was killed, murdered at Sonic, protecting his co-workers and gun violence. He went to work that day, not knowing what was going to happen, but he knew God. He knew God. And he took his co-workers and he put them, put them in to the walk-in refrigerators, coolers, as the gunman came in screaming and shouting that he was going to kill him. He's coming after George. Some of them tried to come out, and he said, no, you're going to see. He told one girl, he said, no, you'll see your babies this evening. And he shut the door. And that was the last thing he did. But he knew Jesus was his answer. I didn't know what I was going to preach at his funeral on that Saturday. But God did. He told me Jesus is the answer for everyone in the room. Everyone that had questions, everyone that wondered why we live in a small town. That doesn't happen in small town USA, but it happened that day. And the whole town was there. Over 400 people filled that room. His mom, my sister, sitting there. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, what can I say to this mother who just lost her son? Jesus is the answer. He's the answer for our sorrow. He's the answer for our questions. He's the answer for what this world needs right now. Everything that is happening, all the turmoil, all the confusion, students not being able to decide if they want to be a boy or a girl, the devil coming against their identity, breaking up homes. And you think it can't reach your door, but I'm telling you, what the world needs today is what we're singing about here tonight. Jesus is the answer. It's that simple. He's the answer. He has always been, and he always will be the answer. He's the great I am. He's the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the answer. He's the resurrected one that's coming back. He is the answer. He is the answer. And guess what? If you know him, you have the answer. And if you have the answer, then you've been commanded, commissioned, to go out and preach the gospel, not just the pastor, but everyone in the room. You carry the answer. You carry it with you when you go to work. You carry it with you when you go to school. You carry it with you when you're in Walmart. And it's time we start operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and being led to share the answer with the world today. What would happen if everyone in this room tonight went out after service and was led by the Holy Spirit, not just to eat a meal, but to share the bread of life, Jesus? I'm telling you, it changed. It changed. And I, it changed me. It changed me. As a preacher of the gospel, it changed me. 
it changed me because I had a lady that came up to me when I was at Casey's at a, at a gas station and I'm going in there to get just a, a Coke to drink and she knew who I was and her daughter was, was diagnosed with cancer again and she was just in the state of it and most of the time we're so busy we don't even recognize but the Holy Spirit checked me and I prayed right there just as loud and just as bold as I'm speaking to you right now. It's time for us not to be ashamed. It's a time for us to be used. It's time for the church to rise up in the gas stations, in our schools, in the workplaces, because Jesus is the answer for everyone in the room. And when my sister was able to come up, as they were saying, and I speak the name of Jesus, put her hand on that coffin, and lift up her other hand. You can't do that if you don't know Jesus is the answer. The song before that, the spirit of heaviness, you can't do that without the Holy Spirit coming alongside you and giving you the strength so that you can praise him in your deepest of deepest of deepest of valleys. Jesus is the answer. I said Jesus is the answer. The more you meet in prayer meetings, the more you have services here, and the Holy Spirit moves in your life, He is doing that to pour into you so that you can pour out into the world that you go outside these walls. Jesus is the answer. He's the answer in your homes. He's the answer with your kids. He's the answer at the workplace. He's the answer in our schools. He's the answer in your community my community. Jesus is the answer. Can we just go ahead and play that again? Can we just go ahead and play that again? Come on, I want you to just declare that and just decree that. Lord, Heavenly Father, we fix our eyes on heaven tonight. Who will ascend the mountain of God? Those with pure hands and a clean heart. Lord, we come here tonight knowing that you are the answer. Fill us fresh and new with the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, we want Jesus to be known in our world that he Come on, let's worship him. Oh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Yes, you are, Lord. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way, oh, I said, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Oh, can we sing it again? Oh. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Yes, you are Lord. There's none other. Oh, we pray. Above Him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. I said, Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. One more time, Jesus is the way. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He's the way. I know that you've got mountains you think you cannot climb. I know your skies, baby doll. You think the sun will never shine. In case you didn't know, I know the word of God is true. And everything, everything you promised, Lord, He'll do it for you. Yes, oh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, I said, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's all because of your blood, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood that Jesus he shed for me way back on Calvary it's that blood that gives me strength from day to day and it will never lose its power Oh, hallelujah. Well, let's sing that again. The blood that he shed, the blood that Jesus shed, he shed it for me. Way back on Calvary, oh, that blood, oh, it gives me strength. From day to day, and it will never lose its power. Oh, think about it. It'll never lose its power for eternity. Oh, it soothes my doubts and calms my fears. And it dries all, all of my tears. The blood that gives me strength from day oh, to day. It will never lose its power. Oh, let's sing it tonight. It reaches, oh, and it reaches to the high. 
Sing it again. It soothes my doubts. It soothes my doubts and calms all my fears. Yes, and it dries all of my tears. The love that gives me strength. Thank you, Lord, from day to day. It will never lose its power. Oh, let's sing it tonight. Oh, yes, it reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood. That gives me strength from day to day. Will never lose its power. Oh, singing to the it reaches, oh, it reaches to the high, highest mountain. Oh, it flows to the lowest. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. Oh, it reaches, it reaches to the highest mountain. Yes, it does. Oh, when it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes. Oh, your blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. Oh, one more time. Oh, it reaches to the high, highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, your blood that gives me strength from day to day will never. It will never, it will never lose. It will never lose its power. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And it reaches to the highest 
Oh, can you sing it tonight? Oh, when it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, your blood that gives me strength, Lord, from day to day. It will never lose. Oh, it will never never lose oh it will never lose it's power go ahead and sing it reaches to the highest mountain oh, sing it big and it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley oh the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Oh, it will never leave. Its power it reaches. Oh, it reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, it flows to the Lord. Your blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. No, it will never lose. It will never lose. It's power. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm thankful for a power source that cannot be diminished. Have you ever thought about that the world is almost at war over power? We argue over wind power, over electric car power, over fossil fuel power. It's all, it's all power that can be spent, that's expendable. That's, they can call it renewable all they want, but if the wind doesn't blow, and the last time I heard, he was the master of the wind. It can all be diminished. It can all go away. But we serve and have a power source that cannot be drawn down, that cannot be exhausted, and that, can, and that, and that never loses anything. I'm thankful that I serve an eternal God who never changes. The same power he had on the day of Pentecost, church, he has today. And it's available to you and I. He'll never, never, never lose his power. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Tonight we're going to turn to John chapter 14 and talk about that very thing just for just a moment. Y'all know what it means when I say just for a moment. What's it mean? Absolutely nothing. Could mean a moment. <laughs> John, chapter 14. How many of you know it's a troubled world? It is. To say any different would be 
a deception. It would be a, a Pollyanna mindset to deny it. It is a troubled world. But Jesus says in John chapter 14, listen to his words. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Look, he says, I go. Remember that. Remember those words. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. Who? Who? Me, you. If I go, I will come again, and I, and I will receive you under, unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas says to the Lord, we know not where you go. How can we know the way? <laughs> and Jesus said, hey, man. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from hereafter you know him and you have seen him. Verse 10 says, Believe you not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words I speak to you, I will not speak of myself, but the Father that dwells in me he does the works. Believe me, and I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and also believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that believes on me. Verily, verily, it means truly, truly, I say to you. That he who believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Man, that would be something if he had stopped right there. Wouldn't that be something? Because I know what he done. I have it recorded in the Word. I know that he can multiply a little boy's lunch and feed multitudes. I know that he could he, raise dead bodies even after four days. I know that a blind man can cry from the ditch, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And say, what would you have? He said that I would receive my sight. He says, be it unto you. Wow. I know that he could come into the wedding at Cana and save the whole situation just because of who he is. And he says, if I go away, I'll prepare for you, and you're going to know me and my Father and my Father in me. And he said, because you believed on me, 
the things you saw me do, you can do. He didn't stop there. He said, the works that I do, you, he sh shall he do also. And, there's that conjunction, greater works than these shall he do. Because I go away. I told you, pay attention. He said, I go. And now he's saying, because I go, you can Oh, y'all ain't hearing me already. I am determined. I've made up my mind. I've got, I've got my face set like a flint. That I, I've made up my mind that I'm going to be more hard-headed than you're going to be hard-headed. And we're going to get it through our hard heads that the things that Jesus left us to do, we can do. We can do it. If we can't, then Jesus wasn't who he said he was. And we can, all, we can sell the buildings, empty the accounts, and have some more free time on our week and go home. But he is everything that he said he was. And we can do everything that he said we can do. He said, greater works than these shall you do because I go away. And whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. And the Father may be glorified in the Son, and you shall ask anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, oh, man, why did he put this in there? You ever wonder why he put some things in there? Messed up a perfectly good chapter. If you love me, Keep my commandments. Oh, you mean Jesus expects obedience? I thought it was just all love and grace. If you love me, keep my commandments. Preached to you a few weeks ago. See, everybody thinks it's the love of God. See, the love of God's never been in question. It's not the question. It's not how much does God love me. God loves the world so much that he gave the best he had. He told us that before, he said that he commended his own love towards me that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. So let it be known to you that he even tells you that before you came to God, he loved you. And he died because of you. So the love of God's never been the question. My love for him is the question. You say, I love God. Well, you don't obey him. He <laughs> Jesus tells, tells you pretty frankly later on, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and those that don't keep my commandments don't love me. He ain't playing games. He's promising power. To those that love him. Ask anything according to my will. If you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, well, there's another and. Now, I teach English a lot around here, guys, so just keep up. 
The reason I teach English around here a lot of times is because we always miss the connections. I love conjunctions because conjunctions are connections. And see, we think that these are just standing alone out there. Ask anything and I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And that connects it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And uh, what's the condition? Uh, no, hold on. Sunday nights we do it any way I want to. Sometimes we spit and holler and scream. Sometimes we don't. What's the, con what's the condition? Because he's about to say, and I'll ask the Father. Is that right? If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now hold on a second. I'm fixing to mess with some theology. I like to do that. Because there's always that idea out there in the world that the Holy Spirit doesn't do this stuff anymore. But he has just said, if you love me and keep my commandments, he said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Another is an interesting word. Another means one more. Another one. If, if, if I, other night, I, last night I had two chili dogs from Wiener Schnitzel. And I told Heather, I want another one. So it wouldn't, I, they didn't give me the same chili dog. They gave me another chili dog. A different chili dog. An additional chili dog. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you. Jesus taught in parables, I can too. I'm teaching on winter, winter schnitzel. Because you get it. Right? He, says, he said, I'll pray the Father, and he will send you, you, another Comforter, capital C in my Bible. Another. Well, that tells me that Jesus was a comforter. And I'm going to go away, and because I'm going to go away, I'm going to pray the Father, and he's going to send another comforter. Not the same, another, different. That's important. And it actually literally means he's going to send you someone just like me. Now, i got a question. This is important. We're teaching you something tonight. We're teaching you something tonight. This is important because this is the way you're going to do greater works than Jesus. This section, don't even believe it. This is the how. Because how did Jesus do it? I'll tell you how he done it. He done it when he come out of the wilderness and met the one crying in the wilderness, the one that looked up and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. And it's the one that says that I'm not him, but he's coming. And he says, he said, I'm so not him. He said, he said I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. John the Baptist. 
He said, but, there's another conjunction, there's one coming after me who's preferred before me. Who is so great that I'm not worthy to bend over and unstrap his shoes. He said, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Him. And they met him at the river. Y'all remember that story? And Jesus had John baptize him. Yeah? And it said when he come out of the water. By the way, he came out of the water. That was just a little bit of slap to say he wasn't running in the sprinkler. He said, actually, he says he come up out of the water. And it said that the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. And it says the Spirit drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. Y'all know what happened out there. We're not going to go over all that. He come again, command these stones be made bread. It is written. Throw yourself down. It is written. Bow down and worship me. It is written. It was then. See, it says, did you, did you hear what came down on him? The Holy Spirit descended on him as a dove. Isaiah said it would happen. In chapter 60, I believe it was, Isaiah starts out chapter 60 saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yeah. Speaking of Jesus, it's a messianic prophecy. Are you with me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. Wow. Then y'all know that Jesus come walking into the synagogue one day and he walked up. It was the day for him to read. And he, pull, he walks in, pulls the scroll of Isaiah because it was the appointed day for Isaiah. It wasn't a random act. They read in order. They could told you all the way up today who was, what was going to be read today. He walks in. It was his day. He pulls the scroll and he begins to read. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me. With the Holy Ghost, that's what he's talking about. He said, he, Luke chapter 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. This is important. He said, you're talking about Jesus. Now I'm going to talk about us here in just a second. Y'all ain't following me. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them who are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it to the minister and sat down and his eyes on, and the eyes of all of them were on, on the synagogue were fastened on him and he began to say to them, this day the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Why is that important? 
tell you in a minute. Then we see over, uh, you've, heard, you've heard most of this recently, but we're putting it together in a different way for you tonight. Then you read over in Acts chapter 10, Peter's at Cornelius' house, and he's just said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Oh, wow, this is so important. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he's talking about that, that, that salvation has come to the house of the Gentiles, not just the Jews. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit was coming on the house of Cornelius as well. Oh, because Peter had to go explain that to, to the apostles in Jerusalem. They couldn't believe it. And here's what he said in verse 38. He said, he said that he began to explain that, that God was no respecter of persons and that everything that he had done in the Jewish nations, he was now doing in the Gentiles. And it says in verse 30, and the word I say, I say you know, which was published throughout all of Judea and, became, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Didn't I just talk about that? It says in verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And who went about doing good, who healed all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Jesus in John chapter 14 is telling you, I'm going away. I'm going to go. And when I go, I'm going to send another comforter, one just like me. He said, and this is how that you are going to do what I've done, and greater works than these shall you do because I go away. And what he's telling you, about, well, let's just keep reading, John chapter 10 or 14. It says, and I will pray the Father in 16. He will give me another comforter. And, oh, I don't want you to miss this. That he may abide with you forever. How long? Forever. Somebody help me one more time. Just humor me. How long? Forever. Not to the end of the apostolic age. Not till the canon of Scripture was closed. Not till the last apostle died. Not till Rome destroys Jerusalem, till the temple's destroyed. How long? Forever. Forever. And just in case you don't think this is who he's talking about, he says, I will not leave you comfortless, and I will come to you. And after a little while, the world sees me no more because, because you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And at that day you shall know, and I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Now let's jump across the page to verse 26. He just told you, I'm going to go, I'm going to send, because I go, I'm going to send another comforter, remember? Just so we're clear, it says, but the comforter, verse 26, which is the Holy Ghost. The comforter, which is 
the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatever I said to you, peace, I leave with you. He started out with the troubled world. He ended up telling you, I'm going away, and don't be troubled over it, because because I go away, I'm going to send you one just like me. The one that empowered me, I'm giving you. Oh, y'all ain't listening. I am determined that Mag Church is going to get it in our system that he's the same God. I'm determined that Mag Church is going to understand that the power that, that the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus with is available to us today, if for no other reason he told us so. It's available to us today. And this, it, it was the Holy Spirit that worked through Jesus on this earth, because I need you to know something. Hear me, hear me good. The Holy, Jesus Christ, when, he became, when the Word became flesh, according to John chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father. And then we know that He did nothing in public ministry till He was 30 years old. He done no miracles, he done no signs, he done no wonders. We've seen him in the temple, we saw him teach at a, with such authority that it confounded the teachers, but then we don't see him again until he's coming on the scene as the Savior of the world. And then, and, and then the Holy Spirit descended on him, and we know that Peter said that, 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 he prophet, that Jesus prophesied of himself that it was the, the anointing that was coming on him to do all these things. And we know that Peter says in Acts chapter 10 that, it, that, that, it was, that Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. This is all important. Everything that Jesus done on earth, he done it as a man. Not as God as a man. I want you to think about it. Everything Jesus done on earth when the Word became flesh, He done it as a man. He done it for our example. He stepped into that role for it to be our sacrifice. And he lived his life empowered by the Spirit of God in obedience to his Father as our example. Let me say it a different way. Jesus done it like I have to do it so I can know it can be done. He, did, he, he was God. He, he didn't set aside the possession of his deity. He set aside the expression of his deity. There were times that he could have called on the, his divine nature, but he didn't. No, you ain't listening. At the cross, it says he could have called legions of angels to take him down. He didn't. He could have, he could have usurped his will in the garden. Do you know that? 
When he went to the garden at the, at, on the, when the, at the beginning of the Passion, he went to the garden to pray. And he was praying as far as the time was upon him. And there was such stress that came upon him that it says he, he, that his sweat became as great drops of blood. The anxiety was high. And the pressure was great. And he began to pray to his father. And he said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Then he stopped and he said, but nevertheless, listen carefully, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. John chapter 14, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father. The exact example. It was, he went to the cross in obedience to the will of his Father. Everything. He, do you remember, he told us, he said, I don't do anything. I don't do anything lest I hear my father say it. I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. He done nothing of himself, y'all. Everything he done on earth, he done it as a man in obedience to his father, empowered by the spirit of God. And it's the reason he can say, I'm going away. And, and, if, and when I go away, the things I've done, you're going to do. He never intended to abandon, to abandon this world without the power of the Holy Spirit working through the body of Christ. He never intended to leave this world without the power of the Holy Ghost working through the body of Christ. He, he meant for his power to carry on all the way through the church age. That was his, well, sorry, it was. It actually is his plan. It's his plan. It carries on. It has not changed. He talked about the Holy Ghost in John 14. He said he has been with you, but he shall be in you. Romans chapter 8, he says, if the same spirit, somebody help me and say same spirit. Exa I'll even say exactly the same spirit. It's exactly the same spirit that anointed Jesus of Nazareth to go about doing good and delivering all who were oppressed of the devil. Exactly the same spirit. Let me tell you something, church. The old prophet said, declared it, and I'll repeat it. He said, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Yes. Smear. I love that. See, anointing means to smear. God smeared Jesus up with the oil of the Holy Ghost. And he'll smear you up too. I'm just waiting on the day that anybody believes it. 
Just anybody. Keith, I don't think he's even particular about who, who believes it. Just anybody believes it. That, that the things that Jesus done, you're going to do. He told Peter, you know it, because I've told you a thousand times. He told Peter, you remember, who do people say I am? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Who do you say I am, Peter? He says, you are the Christ. By the way, that is the anointed one. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And here, here, here comes the important. Peter, I, we talked about it two weeks ago. Maybe I should insert here just so you think that I don't ever study out anything different. <laughs> Said this word shall be learned line upon line, line upon line. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. How many of you ever learned something the first time? I can't even cook a frozen pizza without getting the box out and looking again what the temperature is supposed to be set on. Now I can cook it from scratch, but if I, but if I had to pull it out of a box, I've got to read the instructions. And we think we learned it the first time. Greater works than these shall you do, Noah. Because I go away. Not, you're going to do the works I've done, but greater works than these shall you do. Peter, I have the, key, I give, I have the keys to the kingdom. That's all the authority of heaven. If you got the key to it, I got the authority. Hey, if I got the key to my car, I get to drive it. If I got the key to my house, I get to go in it. If I got the key to the safe deposit box, I get to go empty it out. Hey, I give you the keys to the kingdom. That's his authority. I have the keys to the kingdom. I give it to you. He is telling the church that the authority that I have, I'm giving it to you. And I'm going to leave you with it. And he shall, by the way, he says, this spirit shall abide. It's why he put the commission in our mouth. Boy, Keith, you hit on it. It's, it's why the commission belongs to us. He, he, he's not proclaiming it from the heavens. He's not sending the angelic host to tell about it. He, he's, he, he, he left the authority and the power of the Holy Ghost with us to take the gospel to every creature. It's in us. Church, there's people I know that are going to die without God eternally if I don't give them the gospel empowered by the spirit of the living God because nobody's coming to God lest the spirit draw them and that we are commissioned to take the gospel to every creature there are people that are going to die that have died if we don't start believing that God is a healer you say, you're scaring me, you're threatening me. I'm doing none of those things. I'm telling you what the Word says. 
He even told us of communion. He said, that there's, when you take communion, he said, there's some of you that are feeble, there's some of you that are sick, there's some of them that are dead. Why? Because they didn't discern the Lord's body. What does that mean? They don't understand what he died for. They don't understand that his blood would roll back sin and it would come wipe it out. They don't understand that his body was broken for them and it will heal. They don't understand that our peace was upon him because he shed his blood. They don't understand that everything I need, body, soul, and spirit, was on him and in him and through him and he gave it to me to give away. He empowers us with his spirit. He said, you shall receive power. It's why the devil has tried to destroy the doctrine of the baptism of the Holy Spirit since the first century. I got news for you. I got news for you. You come too late to tell me. I always mention that I love the testimony of Suzanne Cox when she was baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because, see, she was just, she was just a strung-out dopehead. She wouldn't mind me saying that. She was a strung-out, messed-up, alcoholic, mortally depressed, suicidal, strung-out dopehead. And God saved her in a revival meeting that she didn't even know why she was there. And whenever they said, do you want everything God's got for you? And she says, go for it. And she puts her hands out. And whenever that, whenever that pastor's hand touched her hand, she hit the ground and came up speaking in another language. And it says, she, I love it because she always says, I am the first person I ever heard speak in tongues. See, nobody had to, could talk her out of it. Nobody, she didn't know anything about it. One way or the other, she just wanted everything God had. And he gave it. I got news for you. It's for you. It's for you. The, Holy, he's not, the, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is for every person in Mag Church. Hey, the reason we're having prayer meetings. We pray after church, but we're, we're, we're having a new focus on prayer. It's because we've got to come to the place of humbling. We've got to come to the place of knowing that we need him. We've got to come to the place of asking. We've got to come to the place where God can work in our lives. And we've got to come to the place to know that the Holy Ghost is for me. The Holy Spirit is for today. The Holy Spirit is going to be through the power of the Holy Ghost that we change our situation. He is the power agent in the church today. Oh, let me, I'm still messing. Told you it didn't matter what I said just a few minutes. You need to understand something. I said this the other day, it messes people up. I want you to understand, listen, this Holy Ghost. See, if you think the work of the Holy Ghost is over, you can't even get saved. You can't even get saved. Because it's the Holy Spirit that baptizes you into Christ. Oh, I talked about it in Sunday school this morning. Messes people up. There's three baptisms in the Word of God that the Word of God discusses that's for everybody. There's the baptism into Christ. That happens by the Holy Ghost. It's a spiritual baptism. There's a baptism in water that's a testimony of an inward conversion that's already happened to me. And there's a baptism of power that Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 19 tells all of us that's available to me. Three. And they're all for you. And here's the thing, if we don't understand that, Neil, then nobody's going to get saved. Well, people get all hung up on miracles aren't for today, then nobody's getting saved. You don't understand. The greatest miracle that ever occurs 
is when God, when, when, when the, uh, the God of heaven reaches down and saves a wretch like me. The greatest miracle that ever happens is when I'm translated from the kingdom of darkness into his glorious light. The, king, the greatest miracle that ever happens is whenever I'm a new creature, when I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus and old things pass away and all things become new. The, uh, 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 the greatest miracle that ever happens is whenever I'm lost and crazy and, and nuts. Hey, the, more, the, the darker the days get, the heavier the burdens get, the more the oppression gets, the crazier people get. That's right. Come on. And if we don't believe the Holy Spirit is working in the world today, we are hopeless because Jesus has done everything he's going to do. He's already went to the cross. He's already risen from the grave. He's already ascended. He's already sent the comforter. The only thing left for Jesus, there is one more thing. There is one thing left that Jesus does. Anybody know what it is? Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing left for Jesus to do in you. Because it's the Spirit of God that draws you to Jesus. It's the Spirit of God that baptizes you into Christ. But it's Jesus who baptizes you in the Holy Ghost. Can't be the same act. Oh, y'all, look at their faces. John said it. He said, the one that's coming after me, he said, he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Who's the baptizer? Jesus. We got to believe him. Church, we got to believe him. Oh, I don't like it when y'all get quiet. This is not a message you should be quiet on. This morning, a little surgical. You needed to be still. Tonight, it's okay. One of these days, this is going to click. And half this building is going to tear the sheetrock off. Because they're going to realize that the power of God's available in their life today. When we realize that Depression has to leave. Amen. Depression has to go. Healing comes. Miracle signs and wonders. That drunk dries up. That addiction lets go. And you know what he said? He said, it's all coming through you. Scott, I don't think we understand. He left it with us. He said, I give you the authority. I'm leaving so the comforter can come and be in you. And when he comes, you will do the things I've done. Greater things than these. You say, well, what about you? I th I'm doing everything I know to do in this word for me to understand and to believe. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I think most of the time, in some of our cases, we believe it. But frankly, I'll go back to this morning, we haven't humbled ourselves. Because we think it's, that, we, we think it's our power. 
You know what we get? Uh, we, you know what we get all eat up with? We get all eat up with the what if it doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? What if it does? I don't have anything on the line because it's not me. It's just me being obedient and understanding what he's left with us. How Jesus anointed, or how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Brandy, you can come. We're going we're gonna to pray here in just a minute. I don't want to spend long here. I, I intend to preach soon on these matters, but I want you to hear something. We are in a, a spiritual climate. You hear me say all the time that everything's spiritual. Everything is spiritual. It's a dark time. We all know that. You've heard me say it. It's a dark time. And the reason it's dark is because there's an absence of light. <laughs> you think, duh. No, the reason it's dark is there's an absence of light because, see, Jesus is the light of the world. And he says in Matthew 5 that you are the light of the world. And see, when, there, when we don't let our light shine before men, there's nothing. The, see, the, see, if we let our light shine before men, the only thing that can happen is the darkness gets illuminated. If we would ever let it click in us that this commission that we've been given and this power that rests on us, this light that is in us, it says if you let your light so shine before men, if you let your light shine, the only thing that can happen is it's going to illuminate the darkness. That is the only thing that can happen. Because when the light comes, it says, and the light came into the, and the darkness could not overtake it, cannot comprehend it. First thing he done in Genesis went to, to bring chaos into order was send light. And the darkness couldn't stop it. Mirroring, mirroring Genesis 1 and John 1, it says that Jesus, that the light that he was, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light entered the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I'm going to tell you, the only thing that can happen is if you let your light so shine before men, the only thing that can happen is light can come. That's the only possibility. If you leave without the altar call, you've left without, without, what, you, without what you needed, ladies. I don't mind, I'm not bashful a bit. If you, leave, if you leave without the altar call, you've wasted your religious exercise. You've walked out on the power of God. And I've come to the place that it don't bother me to tell anybody. It's just religious motion. And you may walk out on your last opportunity for the power of God. The only if we realize what's in us. Just the light alone, the light of the word of Jesus, the, the, just Jesus alone is enough to break up the darkness. And it's a dark world. 
It's an evil world. And I want the reason I want to touch on it, I want you to hear me, is that, we're, that we are in a time of oppression and possession like you and I have rarely seen in our lifetime. We hear about the stories overseas. When you're dealing with killers such as we dealt with in our hometown, that's the power of darkness. So you know, some these are not normal things. I mean, there's always been hate and there's always been fallen nature, but, but the, the world has become brutal and disconnected from just humanity. That's the thief that comes, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. 